What's up, you guys? Welcome to the October 2nd edition of the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher. We are underway for preseason, and I am quite pumped, you guys. Uh, we got to see the Warriors, the Raptors, the Mavericks, and the Pelicans. Three rookies really stood out tonight. Uh, two kind of unsuspected. One we had high hopes for. Um, and we'll, If you saw Summer League, you had high hopes for these guys, too. So we'll get into that, talk about some news, obviously do a little Ben Simmons. I uh, do have to plug a column I wrote on Saturday morning that was all about Simmons and the injury and how we all like the homie, Dario Sarge, and how that affects Embiid, Noel, Okafor, Robert Covington, who should be a big beneficiary from that as well. So definitely bang it there, and again, we'll hit on that a little bit later. But let's hit on the games here. And man, uh, we'll start with the game that probably most of you guys watched on NBA TV, and that was the Raptors squeaking out a win, 97-93 to against the Warriors in Vancouver. And it, it was a weird one. Uh, I mean, you could see that KD was really out of his element. He was hanging in the corner, almost like Barnes does at times. Uh, but he, he looked pretty good uh, once he got into a rhythm. You could just see the defense just breaking down so often because there's just so many threats. And, man, Clay, when he got the ball, he, he wasn't looking to do anything. It was ball either shooting or driving or, man, he, he didn't hesitate whatsoever. <laughs> Uh, it was really fun to watch Clay, and yeah, I mean, the guy who said he wasn't going to sacrifice, uh, apparently he wasn't kidding, because yeah, he, he was going to town, he had a game high, 16 points, uh, 13 shots, f- uh, 5 made, 4 threes, 11 attempts from 3, just just so quick with everything, but yeah, uh, I'm a little bit worried about Clay. we've talked about this on previous podcasts, and then another guy who may be affected, um, when we had Samus Fondiari on, he was more concerned with Draymond than... Guys like myself, Steve, and Jonas, and even Ryan, we, we aren't too concerned about Dre, but we kind of saw that. He wasn't really really comfortable down low, didn't really have kind of the centerpiece, uh, not as far as volume goes, but like just the way that offense is balanced. You tend to find Draymond in the mix, and he wasn't really in there. First game, so we don't want to overreact, but yeah, I'm not worried about Draymond, especially for fantasy. Again, KD was only 2 of 9. He was open a lot. He did force some stuff. Actually, a little credit to Damari Carroll, too. We'll get to him in a second. But, yeah, we'll see what happens with KD his next time out. Obviously, Curry didn't play great. 2 of 6 for 8 points. Uh, only had 1-3. Three, three missed his first free throw of the, of the preseason. Uh, but, yeah, we, we can't overdo it here. Um, so we'll see what happens next time. They did go with the Mega Death lineup, or as Sam says, the Apocalypse lineup. Uh, I've seen Showtime, Death Lineup, seen all sorts of names uh, with Iguodala out there and Zaza Pachulia out. Zaza didn't really look too comfortable out there, not surprisingly. Uh, didn't make any field goals. Uh, one or two from the line. Um, only had three boards. We all know Zaza's not a big fantasy guy. Um, Iguodala, same same kind of story. Played 14 minutes, scored five. Uh, Going to be really up-tempo. Just more of a reality kind of a guy. Ian Clark was, was a guy I had my eye on tonight, and he did not disappoint. He had eight points on three or five shooting. Looked great. And another guy that's added more to his game as far as um, one on defense. I thought he was a little bit smarter on traps and uh, in transition. wasn't just kind of letting guys funnel through. He actually challenged more. I liked what I saw out of him. Uh, it looks like he is, for now, the number four guard behind Livingston and the starters. But Patrick McCaw. 
He may have been the star of the show for the entire night. Uh, 11 points, 5 steals. Uh, I mean, he was just all over the place. Uh, he even had... Um, yeah, he, he was just... He's this man. Uh, he, he looked like more of just a pure scorer and get you some steals. He was among the elite for steals last year. You look at his college stats at UNLV last year, and pretty good. 15 points, uh, 5 boards, 4 assists, 2.5 steals. That, that's what draws him to... Uh, up there for a fantasy guy, and then 2.13 is on 37% shooting last year in 34 minutes. So yeah, uh, this guy is making a charge, man, uh, and he is a guy that uh, we will be talking about on DFS. I think some nights he's just a lot of fun out there, and yeah, just a great style of play too. Perfect for the Warrior system, man. They they signed him right after the draft, and you could see why, man. They did not mess around with this kid, and. Yeah, I mean, it feels like they may have given up like a first round or something to get the deal done with uh, with what they wanted to do to trade up to get him. But yeah, uh, again, big, big winner. A guy will be watching all preseason. Uh, I thought Kevon Looney looked okay. Looked agile. Didn't really didn't really do much. Only scored two points in his seven and a half minutes. So we'll see what happens with him. And that was pretty much it for the Dubs. Uh, we saw David West. He was the first big man off the bench. Did play some center. As expected, so we'll see him get minutes in the teens. Again, not really someone you're going to count on. You're going to need a lot of guys to miss time for West to have value because he's not going to be volume at all. Uh, and he's not much of a shot blocker, so not, not a guy that we're going to be too obsessed with. Yeah, we may get him in there on the nights. Draymond, Russ, even KD. Uh, um, and then obviously Zaza. We'll see what happens there and how the loony thing. McAdoo didn't really do much in his uh, 13, 16 and a half minutes either. So the Raptors, again, hinted at it. Uh, two big takeaways for me were Damari Carroll, the great. Um, again, ball pressure was there. That's why they brought him in there. They wanted to have another defender where they didn't have to put DeMar DeRozan on a first or second option on the wing. And, yeah, uh, Carroll looked really good, 14 points, taking easy shots all night. He's going to get a lot of easy shots. And this guy, we were really high on last year. Just never got healthy. Couldn't even hit 40% from the field. But, yeah, he is gotta be and if you have the draft guide i have a bold prediction on there or had a bold prediction on there uh about carol and this was written about a month ago so uh yeah it's that the bold prediction is looking pretty good gotta get the draft guide to figure out what it is but yeah um no no mis- no mistakes to be made here definitely a guy i want to draft in season long uh, really fantasy friendly jared Sollinger was kind of a semi takeaway uh he had seven points uh, 10 boards. Did take a few threes. That's something to watch. Uh, they, they apparently are giving him the green light. He only took two attempts from the corners last year. So we'll see what happens with him uh, next year with him going more in the corner and not above the break, which is where he almost shot exclusively with the Celtics. So, again, not a guy I want to draft. Not a great block. Not a great field goal guy. He's got a lot of work to do. So guy that really impressed me. And impressed me at Summer League was Pascal Siakam. Man, he runs the floor so nicely. There was, I want to say, three or four different plays where he was trailing on the play hard when it's three on four, four on three, something along those lines, even five five on four with him behind. But everyone's kind of in a line across the court, just all coming down at the same time. He would just sprint past guys. I love that. Uh, this guy's 6'9", good shot blocker, uh, even guarded Durant at times, man. Uh, Casey really talked about his defense. He's a decent free throw shooter. He's not elite, you know, like uh, he's not going to hit like 85% from the field, 
But he did shoot, I'm sorry, from the line that is, he shot 76% from the line in his uh, first year at New Mexico State. It dropped to six, 70, excuse me, 68% last season. I like that, man. This this kid can play. Uh, really a big-time stat stuffer last year in college. 20.2 points. Uh, again, 12 boards, uh, two and a, two, almost two and a uh, quarter blocks there. Uh, just a great, well-rounded shooter. Has a mid-range game, man. This guy is good, and they want him. They want him to succeed. He can guard, stretch fours. He's fast. I mean, he he is a awesome, almost like a, a more athletic Biombo with the way he can cover fours. Because he just be on defense, it is because he's so quick to close out. Just I love this guy, and I think he's going to make an impact uh, even this season. It, it, he got really the first backup center minutes when they bumped. When Soldier backed up JV, and then J, uh, Soldier came out, and then Siakam came in, and he just looked great, man. Uh, a guy that you've got to keep your eye on, especially if you play Dynasty. Uh, and then, yeah, if JV goes down, this is probably the guy you're going to want to pick up, which is crazy. He already passed Bebe, and he he's rolling. Uh, speaking of Valachunas, didn't look great, um, which is fine. He had a couple of nice... Nice rebounding plays, um, but yeah, not, nothing, to, nothing to see there. I obviously, won't dissuade you there. Um, nothing really going on with Demar and Lowry. Uh, Demar had 11, and then Lowry had six. So yeah, nothing crazy there. Bruno got got his six minutes. He still looks bad. Uh, one of the the black marks of the take that Masai uh, kind of things there. So yeah, that'll do it for that game. Let's hop over to the other game. When the Pelicans, man, they put the pedal to the metal here uh, in a beating uh, of the Mavs. And we will start with uh, probably the, the line of the night as far as scoring goes. And that's Buddy Heald, man. He lit it up. He went for 19 points, 8 of 12 shooting, three threes. That's a, what, 79 true shooting. He was he was just rolling on the three-point line. Saw him put the ball on the floor a little bit. He just had a great rapport. I thought his rapport was... Tim Frazier was awesome. Get to Frazier in a second. But, yeah, if you're a Buddy Heald guy, you like what you saw from the first game. Obviously, Dallas's perimeter defense isn't really going to be very formidable at all, and it wasn't tonight. But, yeah, great start if you're a Buddy backer, not a guy who has a great fantasy ceiling in 10-cat, 9-cat, 10-cat, whatever you want to play. So keep an eye on him. And then the other big takeaway from this game is Terrence Jones. There's actually a lot. <laughs> the Pelicans look good on offense. Terrence Jones, man, uh, didn't play too much early, but when he got out there, he was rolling. Uh, five of eight from the field, five of six from the line, two threes for his 17 points. Added five boards, three dimes. Uh, even throwing a couple blocks in there. This is this is what, this is the TJ we love. Uh, add two threes, and this is why people drafted TJ at like 75 last year. And it's just the ceiling is so good, and he's in a great system. Playing next to Anthony Davis is going to help him. They want to play Davis at the five. I think Jones can guard some fives. He's not the strongest defender, but in, in the right spot, he is going to get minutes. And they played him hard in the second half. I think we'll see that carry over. And don't be surprised if we see Jones start, uh, if they do go Davis at the five. They're going to mix and match. And even Gentry has said he will mix and match when he wants to put certain fives in there. And, uh, Alexis and Jensen got the start tonight. Uh, so yeah, uh, definitely a, a guy that has moved up. And if you were drafting him at, say, like 130, 140, you're going to probably have to take him 115, 110 now. Uh, I think the cat is out of the bag, and him looking great is really tough. 
uh, for those that like the sneak guys. Uh, we saw the, the, like the what the CJ McCollum syndrome, where guys could sneak them, and then as time goes by, you got to keep moving up and moving up, and moving up, and moving up. But yeah, still after hundred, it seems like a good spot to pounce, depending on who else is there. We love the ceiling after that spot, as we always say. Davis, Anthony looked good, didn't really look hindered, ran the ball up and down the court, handled it high post, low post, lots of good stuff from him. Uh, did take a three, something I always watch with that. But yeah. He looked fine. And the guy, I love this guy, man. Tim Frazier. I am quickly becoming the, the big Tim Frazier guy. And he dropped 10 points, 4 or 5 from the field, added a 3, 9 dimes, no turnovers, 6 rebounds. This guy loves triple-doubles from the D-League. I, I love him, man. He just he looks so much in control. He looks like he has, uh, I don't want to compare him to a rookie, but with Tyler Ewis, because he's so small. He has such great control of the ball. Even like Curry or Kyrie or any of these guys who just have awesome handles and this a great feeling that he feels like they could dribble the ball with their elbows and they won't lose it but yeah Frazier looks legit man and a guy that I love to draft late and if I'm drafting in a savvy league and I miss on point guard uh, I know I'll be okay because they'll sneak Frazier late uh he, he's just uh, until we know more about Drew as sad as the story is with the, with the tum- brain tumor for his wife who did have their baby um, but yeah, Frazier, Frazier looks so good. Um, there's no rush to bring Drew back, and I think Frazier is going to be one of the, the best value plays for fantasy DFS and season long, right out of the gate. Uh, Langston Galloway looked okay, 4-6 from the field, 11 points again, but Frazier, Frazier's the guy. Uh, they're mixing and matching. Even Alvin Gentry said don't read too much into it. They're going to play matchups a lot. So uh, again, Frazier is the guy you want. Uh, Etuan Moore was also awesome. This guy was so good from three last year, 45%. He went for 19 points on another 8 of 12 shooting. So same kind of efficiency uh, uh, with three threes. So they had identical efficiencies, him and Buddy Heald, with no free throw attempts. But, yeah, they got this guy to shoot it. Tyreek is not coming back. Uh, If you guys heard the Pelicans podcast, we were even talking about possibly shutting Tyreek down for the season. I mean, this guy has no value to this team because he can't stay on the court. So, uh, yeah, I mean, all these guys are on the radar. But if I'm looking to draft, I would I would take Frazier before Heald. And then I'd probably go Heald, Moore, Galloway if I'm looking for the guards there. Lance Stevenson got out there 10 points. All right, you know, he did okay. Um, yeah, that, that's pretty much it there. We didn't really see Czech Diallo do much. Uh, yeah, so a lot, a lot of lines. Again, 116 points in fairly efficient fashion. So, uh We'll see how they do next time. So far, so good. A lot of new pieces on the Mavs. Uh, the guys I had my eye on were Seth Curry. Looked good. Uh, a lot of on-ball, a lot of off-ball. Looked good on the wing. Drove a little bit. Uh, didn't really, wasn't too careless with the ball. Only one turnover. Even had a block, a couple steals. Just it's a really nice line. And this is the reason why uh, I draft him whenever I can. I say I, I have probably about a... 75% success rate uh, on drafting Seth Curry in my leagues, and the 25% I don't get him is to a, another fellow Roto World writer, uh, Jared Johnson. Uh, he and I always—it's either one, one of us who always get this guy. So yeah, uh, I will I will draft Seth Curry aggressively. If you remember, his April was just so so good: 16 points, five dimes, three rebounds, had a steal, 3.33s on 46% from the field. 88% from the line with two and a quarter attempts there. 
So, yeah, we've got to draft Seth Curry. Darren Williams is still missing time. He didn't play tonight. They're going to take it easy on him. I don't see how Darren plays over 28 minutes a game this year, uh, especially with if I just don't see it. Uh, one, he's not that good, and two, he's, he's just hurt all the time. Harrison Barnes, they ran plays for him a lot. And if if you're a Warriors fan and you were watching this game, which was on Facebook, uh, I do not have Facebook, and my ex used to always try to force me to get it. Uh, this would have been her best case to get me to join Facebook, but I will not. And you could watch it without Facebook, so there you go. <laughs> but anyways, uh, 12 points for him. Pretty solid. Uh, three of eight to take that. Two threes, so he's 50% effective field goal. Made all four free throws. Didn't turn the ball over two dimes. A block, good start. Uh, again, they're going to play him at the four like they did in Golden State. So, yeah, uh, definitely a guy you're going to want to take probably around 75, 80, 85, depending on who's there. The ceiling's really nice. Carlisle trusts them. Uh, they're talking about making more of a playmaker. Not going to be probably a 20-point-a-game guy, but I think 18's within range. You're probably looking at about 17, about, yeah, about 17 there. But, yeah, he just needs to add the defensive stats and the efficiency, and he'll be he'll be solid. Uh, kind of Demar Derozan with uh, less, fewer boards, fewer dimes, but probably more threes and similar steals. Maybe even a little bit more blocking because uh, he'll play some more fours. Justin Anderson was great. Um, this guy, every time he's doing an interview, he's talking about his shooting, and he showed uh, four seven, three of five from three, three threes, fourteen points, all three free throws made. So really efficient line right there. Uh, he ha- he's a highlight guy. Had a really nice baseline jam. They're gonna play Harry B at the four. Uh, we'll see what Dirk's minutes do. But yeah, uh, a guy that you got to keep an eye on. He is uh, like one of these guys where if someone gets hurt. It's going to benefit Justin Anderson. If Dirk goes down, that helps because Harry Beal play more four. If obviously Harrison Barnes goes down, that's kind of jackpot. If West goes down, then that helps because uh, Anderson, Anderson lost 15 pounds. So they, he wants to play two, three. Maybe he played some four last year too. So they're going to mix him up. They love him. Perimeter defense is really good. We saw him in the playoffs really step up. So definitely a Justin Anderson kind of a guy. Uh, the other takeaway is Dwight Powell's legit. He gained 15 pounds, and he showed, man. He was pushing his weight around down there. I uh, thought he did good on low block defense. Seven boards, nine points, uh, had two steals, didn't have any blocks. But, yeah, Dwight Powell is on the radar for sure. Uh, we have no idea what how uh, Andrew Bogut's going to do. They have some major depth behind him. Obviously, Bogut, they'll, they're saying they want to play him more minutes. But, I mean, you're not going to play Andrew Bogut 27 minutes a game. So you're leaving uh, well, call it 24 to be safe. You're talking about 24 minutes up for grabs. So uh, Mesri's hurt. I mean, they just need some help. So we'll see what happens with Bogut and those guys and how they fill out at center. I thought AJ Hammonds was okay. Um, got some skill for a guy his size. Took a three. So yeah, uh, that is that. Again, Bogut didn't play. Harris didn't play. Wes Matthews didn't play. Mesri didn't play. Dirk didn't play. And then Darren didn't play with that sports hernia thing still going on, man. So lots to talk about again. Quick, quick recap: McCaw, Siakam, and Heald, great rookies. And then, like I said, Barnes looked good, Anderson looked good, Curry looked good. Um, again, love Tim Frazier. He he's one of the the guys I just I love. He's gonna kill preseason. If you play preseason DFS, uh, I think Frazier's gonna be good night in and night out. And even even now. 
he'll probably start the next one, and his minutes are going to probably go up. He only played, what, 28 minutes. That's pretty good. He'll probably be about 28, 30 again uh, next time out. So, yeah, plug in Tim Frazier for your DFS. Uh, I think he's, he's going to have a huge game, especially more, maybe even more of an offensive role scoring. Um, this, his offensive game has, game has grown so much, both as a, a driver to the basket and as a, adds a little range, too. I mean, hit a three tonight. Good stuff there. Um, I I watched all the Suns intra-squad scrimmage today, and a couple quick things I noticed. Uh, one, man, they want to run stuff through Devin Booker. Uh, they ran pick and rolls. They ran a lot of high post. That's kind of been the buzz topic for him is high post plays. Um, had, I think, the highest usage. Had a game-high 19 in the squad scrimmage. He looks good. Um, and then kind of reading between the lines, he started on the same team as... Tyler Ulis, get to him in a second. And then the other team was Bledsoe Knight. So, if you want to read into that, that suggests that they may go Booker bench, and, which is fine. I mean, th- that way they could kind of put him in as like a super sub because he wants he could play some three. So, if TJ Warren gets in foul trouble, bam, put Booker in there. Bledsoe Knight get in foul trouble, bam, put him in there. And it's just so many poss- possible combinations. Hey, even if they go... Dudley hurt, you could put Booker in and slide Warren over to the four. They've played Warren at the four a little bit, not too much, got away from it late too. So a lot of possibilities on, on that front. Uh, but yeah, I'm not I'm not going to be too bullish on Booker for season long. Uh, it's just too much of a log jam. Uh, Bledsoe has looked good too. Uh, I think Eric Bledsoe, he was grimacing a little bit, a little discomfort, uh, really his first real action back. Uh, but he looked fine. Uh, hit a game-time fadeaway jumper to uh, to would have sent the game to overtime, but they just quit it right there. It was only a scrimmage. Um, Knight didn't really impress me. Uh, Tyler Ulis looks good, you guys. Like, like really, really good. Um, Watson called, said he's going to be a great player for a long time. I mean, they, they are pumping this guy up. I don't really see many teams talking up second-round players like this too often. Um, I mean, Deontay Davis got the treatment early with the Grizzlies, but that went away. Uh, Patrick McCaw is definitely getting it, though. Uh, they really talk him up. But, man, all the whole squad, everyone just talks this guy up. And he, he may cause a rotation tweak. I think before they drafted him, they were thinking, like, okay, we will go, we'll start Booker. We'll roll, we'll roll with Knight on the bench, and we'll start Bledsoe. And then we'll mix and match. We'll do, you know, stagger Knight a little bit, put him at the one. Um, when we can, and then roll like that. But now, I think they're good. They may go straight. They may go Booker in there and slide him to the three more, especially with P.J. Tucker hurt. Uh, this guy, a second-round pick. Two second-round picks tonight are probably making rotation tweaks. Uh, and if you count Siakam, who was very, very late first round, he's in that mix too. Uh, it's cool, man. Uh, the NBA is just its such a... It's all about fit. Uh, you find the right fit, and... You have uh, a, a nice role. I mean, man, Ulysses is so good. One of my favorite players to watch. He runs the pick and roll like very few players. I mean, like he's been a ten-year vet, man. He just has such a great sense of who's who's coming high, who's hedging low, who's head. You know, all this great stuff. It's just love that guy. If you get a chance to watch some Suns preseason, definitely do it. You'll you'll want to catch that. So other news and notes, really the big news again was Ben Simmons is going to need surgery for what is being reported as a Jones fracture. 
So basically what that means is the metatarsal in your foot, so that's basically the all the way on the outside of your foot, the last bone, before, if you're coming from your small toe to your ankle, it's kind of right in, it's kind of like right in the middle. But um, yeah, he, he broke that. Uh, the Jones fracture is, it's, has very minimal blood supply to that part of the, the bone. Um, so yeah, uh, it, it's, it's dangerous. He needs surgery, eight to 12 weeks. I think the average reca- uh, rehab is uh, what 8.7 weeks or something 7% refracture rate uh, so that's why we saw KD get the bone graft which is very very rare at the time most people aren't even doing that so it looks like he's not going to get the bone graft because that's four to six months so if he misses three months that's 33 games so we will see again a lot of the homie uh, he will play that um, so yeah, a guy you have to draft. Um, I don't want to be too aggressive. He's not that skilled yet, but the mystery factor is obviously the highest of, of really anyone. Uh, we don't know much about Dario, but we've seen him play in the Olympics. Uh, great rebounder, uh, could block some shots. Not quite. I wouldn't say he's quite a one point three kind of three guy, but he can probably hit point eight, point nine. That's pretty good first out of the gate. Brown wants him to launch, so I think his assist will be plus if he can get 26 minutes. I think he can. It's pretty crazy for a guy that raw. So yeah, we'll get out of here on that. Just wanted to get a quick pod. I want to thank you guys for listening, and yeah, I'll be vining it up. Uh, if you guys appreciate anyone following me and gave me a couple shout-outs, I'm really happy to be back in the Twitter game and do some gifts. A lot of good stuff, a lot of pods going on. So you guys have a great night and enjoy the rest of the weekend and the rest of preseason. Take care.